Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back to The Dwell Podcast, everybody. It's Natalie Abbott, your host, and today we are talking with Allie Worthington one last time about this month's concept of rest. And that verse that we've been learning is, Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. I just love this verse. It's Psalm 116.7, and I'm glad that we're meditating on it and really saturating it into our minds so that it can be something that we can develop, a pattern, a lifelong pattern of rest in our souls and rest with the Lord. Um, But this episode, we're going to be talking about practically how do we put that idea of rest into practice. So welcome back, Allie. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah. So just because you wrote the book on giving up that busy, breaking that busy in our lives, does that mean you've got it down? No, because business (laughs) always creeps in. Because like I said, nobody's laying around eating grapes that somebody else peeled for them. Like the world provides enough opportunities every day to be busy. And Mm. people have needs. Kids have sports. Um, You know, there's work things that we have to do. People always need help with things and sometimes I think a lot of women will and men will relate to this if you're someone with a high capacity if you can do things well you become the go-to person whether it's at your kid's school or in the community or at church and and people go oh that needs to be done so and so can do it right mm-hmm. and what happens is we feel like if somebody asks us to do something that means we're supposed to do it without ever kind of giving ourselves permission to take a minute and go, wait a minute, do I have time to do this? Can I afford to do this? Does this fall in line with all of the responsibilities that God has already given me? I heard stories from my parents grow, or my dad, his dad was a minister, and I heard stories growing up about how he was such a great minister, but he wasn't really there for them growing Mm. up, his four kids. And that stuck with me. So no matter what we're doing, whether... It is accounting or ministry or we are raising our children. We always have to go, what is what has God put in my hands right now to take care of? How do I make sure I'm taking care of that before I take on anything else? Because guaranteed, if you're somebody who can do a lot, somebody's going to come to you and say, hey, my plumber's niece's cousin is having a birthday <laughs> party on Saturday. We need four dozen organic cookies, and I hear yours are the best. Can you make them? And if we haven't already decided, hey, I'm at my capacity, I'm not taking on anything else, in that moment, we'll be tempted to say yes. And when I was researching for Breaking Busy, I was like, oof, are boundaries biblical? You know, is this okay? And I, of course, went to the Gospels because I wanted to see how Jesus lived. And, you know, Jesus, if he was hungry, he ate. If he was tired, he slept. You know, he took care of himself. Jesus had great boundaries. I found this this little story in Luke. I think it was Luke chapter 4, right around verse 42 or so. Well, Jesus is is in Capernaum. He had just healed um, Peter's mother-in-law. You know, he's being Jesus. He's awesome. He's healing people. He's amazing. He's perfect. And then it says that, Jesus went away from the people and he told the people, hey, I've got to get on down the road. This is why God sent me. You know, I've got to go spread the word. 
And just this little line, it said, and the people tried to get him to stay. They tried to stop him. And it hit me that day fresh. These people were so sad Jesus was leaving. You know, sometimes we read the Bible and we read it too dry. Yeah. But they, I'm sure, cried when he left. They begged him not to leave. They didn't want him to go. They had Jesus with them. And it hit me that day that they were disappointed. And that was a game changer for me because Jesus, you know, God come to earth, lived a sinless life. He disappointed people. He disappointed good people who loved him and who he loved. But because he had a limited physical capacity, that's all he could do. Like he couldn't take care of every single person, every town. He had a job to do. And if disappointing other people was good enough for Jesus, it needs to be good enough for us. And if Jesus never sinned, yet disappointed people, disappointing people is not a sin, but we sometimes treat it like it is. Preach, Allie. Oh my gosh. It was a total (laughs) game changer for me. That is so good. Yes, because I so totally struggle with feeling like I'm disappointing somebody when I say no. And I would say probably 50% of the time, my motivation is to not disappoint somebody. So I just say yes. Yes. And so we say yes. And we're like, I don't have time or energy or money. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but okay. And what that does is it steals our joy. It steals the joy that we are supposed to bring to the people around us that God gave us to take care of. And we're miserable and we're secretly a little bit frustrated about it. So once once we can go, okay, I'm going to give a gracious no instead of saying yes to something that I'm not meant to do just to please somebody else, that's a game changer because that's when we can stop wearing ourselves out, stop becoming overly busy. Yes, will people be disappointed in the short term? Yeah, but it's not the end of the world. People can be disappointed because you wear the wrong color of clothes. So we can't base our decisions on if it makes people happy or doesn't make people happy. That is so good. Again, that is just like a nugget that I'm taking with me. I love that biblical story that you told. I love that that God gave that to you and that you're able to to really break it down. And, and like you said, not read it in a stuffy way, but like to understand like there is a lesson here in this and that Jesus really did. He disappointed people. And that's not a sin. So good. So, so good. Well, I have another question. Why do we struggle with filling up our lives with busy instead of resting in Jesus? Like, I feel like sometimes, I guess the reason I ask that is because I feel like sometimes I know that I need rest and yet I would rather fill up my life with busyness and almost kind of avoid that idea of resting in Jesus. You just hit the nail on the head. You, it's, it's a numbing. Busyness can be used to kind of numb ourselves from feeling any sort of feeling or emotion that we don't want to feel. Because figuring out, yes, I need rest. I need to go pray. I need to make sure I'm emotionally healthy. Maybe I need to talk to a counselor or a coach. That's hard work. Mm. And it's much easier to go, sure, I'll go to that play. Or sure, I'll help you move. You know, and (laughs) and just stay constantly in motion with busyness and and kind of numbing ourselves to it when I think that God is really calling people, especially right now, to do the work, to go, okay, we're going to dive into this. We're going to do the work. We've talked a lot uh, on these episodes about kind of being at the tail end of the pandemic and and what we've learned. I think if there's one thing that we want to take out of there, it's how important it is 
that we don't take our emotional health out of our spiritual health. We need to invest in our emotional health just like we invest in our spiritual health. I mean, we can kind of like you can nap all day on a Sunday, but if you don't take care of what's going on in your heart and find that rest in Jesus and deal with the emotional stuff going on in there, you're still going to be a frazzled mess on Monday, even if you stayed on the couch all day Sunday. Really, there is there's some important work that God wants us to do, emotional work. And I think, you know, one thing that we saw during the pandemic, we saw so many marriages fall apart. We saw so yeah. many people having a real difficulty. And I asked my counselor, I said, what, what's going on? You know, help me understand so I can help more people. And she said that the pandemic really kind of left everyone with raw nerves. And the things that we can distract ourselves with, they just weren't there anymore. And this is an opportunity now where some people are getting that sense of normalcy to go, okay, I really want to dig in with the Lord. I really want to get healthy. I want to get healthy spiritually. I want to get healthy emotionally so I can find that rest. I think maybe a generation ago, people would say, you know, just pray and everything will be okay. Sometimes you can't pray everything away. You Mm. can pray and God will give you wisdom and strength and he'll bring people in your life and give you open doors with other people in your life to be able to get strong and do that work. But I think we're at a unique time in many of of our lives to come out of this one season and go, hey, that that was rough, but I want to know moving into my next season, I'm going to be as healthy as I can. So if you were going to give us some tips, like practically, you talk about doing the work, you talk about, you know, we need to, we need to do that. What would you say, um, how do we dig in? How do we meet with the Lord? What Are there things that we should be doing regularly? Do we need to, to establish some kind of a pattern in order to break sort of those negative, unhealthy patterns? Like if you were going to give us some advice, like here's what you, here's a couple of things, like maybe it's not an ex, you know extensive list or maybe this is just helpful for me, but what would you say? Yeah, I want to take that in a twofold manner. The first one is we got to cut some stuff out of our lives. It mm-hmm. could be activities. It could be thought patterns, whatever it is. I'm a big proponent of the concept of a stop doing list and just find two or three things that you're doing that aren't helping you, whether that is saying yes to being the classroom mom when you know you shouldn't be the classroom mom or, you know, staying up late and, you know, being on Facebook and letting it make you angry because I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but people tend to be wrong on Facebook, right? <laughs> Whatever it is we're we're spending time on, we just need to pray into that and go, Lord, what needs to be on my stop doing list? And then we need to schedule in time in our lives where we make time for God. It's very easy to get legalistic about it and be like, I'm going to read my Bible every morning, then I'm going to do a devotional, and then I'm going to write in my Bible journal. And sometimes that can be exhausting depending on how we feel. But Mm -hmm. we want to schedule in 15, 30 minutes. Maybe that's worship music one day. Maybe it's reading the Bible the next day. You know, and every day, of course, you're praying and you're talking to God. But we want to be careful not to make it too regimented because that can steal the joy out of a relationship with the Lord. But just kind of showing up going, it's my 15 minutes, it's my 30 minutes. What do we want to do today? That's exciting. Um, Sometimes we'll hear from the Lord in those moments. Sometimes the Lord will just kind of give us a an idea nudge in our heart that he wants us to to move in a certain direction and i think 
taking out things that aren't benefiting us and just scheduling in time, whatever that time looks like. And again, it's different depending on your season of life. If you if you have a lot of little kids, that's 10 minutes. If you're a season of life like mine, I've got an hour. Um, but kind of give ourselves permission to give it the time that we have and then just meet with the Lord, learn to rest in Him, and He will start changing things. But it's a partnership. we got to show up and do the work. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes we have this idea like, okay, well, you know, Jesus did all this stuff for me and I'm saved and, I, you know, I'm going to heaven. I did it. <laughs> it's done, you know. But that, that the Christian life um, is meant to be abundant and beautiful. And it shouldn't be one that's filled with anxiety and stress and busyness, but it should be something that is reflective of who Jesus was when he was walking the earth. And, uh, yeah, we've got to, we've actually got to like put in the work there. You know, if I never, if I never go on another date with my husband, we probably are having a really bad relationship, you know, um, just that idea of putting in the time, putting in the work. Um, yeah, I think we, I think we need that. And, you know, one of the things I think that I've really appreciated about our conversations here, Allie, are just the practical ways that you've talked about using your calendar. I mean, you're just like, blowing my mind. I mean, because I'm super spontaneous. I love that. I, I, In fact, there's part of me that just kind of craves that chaos of not having it written down. But when we write those things down, when we schedule those things in, then we're certain to do them. Totally, totally. And I am an Enneagram 7, so I like surprise. I don't like mm. to be reined in. It's my personality. But for me, it's really helped me um, overcome anxiety to know that I have a handle on what's going on. Well, I just love it. I think that um, I, I know that our listeners are going to have a lot that they come away with. Um, if if you didn't listen to the episode one where we talked about quality freakout time, like that's another important thing to schedule in. <laughs> but thank you so much, Allie, for sharing your wisdom on this topic and really helping us to understand it better and, and giving us some tools that we can maybe put in our toolbox to to be people who are restful and who find our rest in Jesus. Oh, thanks so much for having me. This was great. Awesome. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.